Woodley on the beat. Hi guys, Hustle J here today. We're going to sports. We want to get this story on you know how we started and this journey to where it's today. Um, here at Bayani. Thanks for having me. Now, Mr. Nigel Wilmot, is that correct? Yes, sir. Wilmot, Willow, whatever you are. Will Motorsport, yeah, yeah, that's man. what everybody calls it. Will Motorsport, is it Will? No, most people say Will. Will. Will, yeah. So, Will, not sure how friendly we are yet, but you know, Will. Will is good, man. <laughs> we're good, we're good. All right, so, <laughs> now your company is synonymous with motorsports here in Jamaica. Correct. Right? Um, yes. You know, carrying carry many accolades, you know, many, 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 many trophies in the industry, many masters in the industry, but let's take a second to analyze the company, the, 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 the Nigel without the company, you know? Right. Who is, who is Nigel Wilmot without Will Motorsports? You know, we want to get into who the man is, not necessarily the business. Right. Um, I don't know if you can really <laughs> separate because... <laughs> um, <laughs> I live motorsports. Um, this is almost home. I am here until all hours of the night. I mean, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2. Um, yeah, man. I, if I'm home and I have nothing to do, I'm probably thinking about the garage or motorsports, working on something. I also work on, on projects as, as a hobby. So it's for me, it's a pastime as well. Um, I've been doing this over a decade now, um, and I've. It's not. I think most people think real motorsports is synonymous with just off-road, but it it literally is motorsports in every sense. I started with dirt bikes. Um, I was a big biker at one time. Literally every joint on me have a a scar from bikes, um, <clears throat> and it was always extreme for me though. Even when it was bikes, it was always like race bikes, dirt bikes. Um, full track bike. I used to ride my dirt bike on the road every single day on, on dirt tires, load. Um, I'm not even going to tell you whether it was street legal or not, but it was my sole mode of transportation at once. Um, had a few runnings um, with the law, and then I decided, listen, you know, and I'm, I'm not going to do this anymore. So, <clears throat> but what I'm saying is, I started from bikes. Um, I still. Even recently, I've started modifying bikes again. I've been doing like choppers and, and cafe racers. So that's like going back to something that I was doing before that people will probably not know. I started out with cars slammed on the ground. My um, first car was a Toyota Corolla DX rear-wheel drive. Low, very low. Um, turbocharged, everything. So before off-roading, <clears throat> it was bikes and cars. And I still... I mean, I still do cars now, of course, race cars and, and stuff like that. So I really live motorsports. It's, it's every day for me, you know. And luckily, my family understands that. Um, my girl is, trust me, sometimes she's here at the garage with me too. So I don't really, I, I get full support. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So recently I saw this article about how you, know, you started from the teenagers. Mm -hmm. The whole car scene. Right. I know in everything we do in life, there's setbacks and challenges. What were some challenges that you faced coming into this motorsports industry as a young, young individual? Sorry. 
Um, well, I actually didn't get involved um, at, at teenage years. Um, probably early 20s, but it wasn't professionally at the time. I mean, I was doing modifications and stuff, but probably a little, you know, um, unofficial drag racing and stuff like that. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, at, um, probably about maybe eight, ten years ago, I actually started professionally. And, um, when did you start learning about all of this? When was it self-taught? It's all self-taught. All of it is self-taught. Yes, um, I can't even tell you when. Probably my first car. Um, cause so you built that from scratch. Yeah, I'll tell you how it how it happened. Um, I mean, from I was a kid, I would pull stuff apart, my toys, my games, just to see how they work. Try and repair them. Um, in the house, I was a person. If something not working, bring it to me. There's two things that's gonna happen. I'm gonna either make it worse or fix it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was always curious, you know, as to how stuff works and um, good with my hands. So when I bought my first car, um, which uh, I don't know if it's fortunate or unfortunately, I had to work hard to buy it. I never had a hand-me-down or daddy never gave me my first car kind of thing. Worked hard and bought it. Um, <coughs> yeah, and I went home with it and literally the same day I went home with that DX. I cut the springs and lowered it. I was like, no, man, this car needs to be low. And I don't remember. I think I just got a, a hacksaw and cut the springs, lowered it. Then I went to, down to Alex Imports, who is now one of my sponsors. Big up to Alex. Um, and I found a set of bucket seats that came out of silica. And I dropped them in it. And it started from there. Um, changed the wheels. Uh, some friend had some 17 inch some really nice wheels i got those so like from this was, was probably what early 2000s i was rocking 17s on my dicks and it was it was really an eye catcher but that is how it really started and then from there i changed out the engine um turbocharged it and it was all self-taught a friend of mine who nick Bryan is his name um he literally taught me how to to do um, some of the modifications like turbocharging and stuff um, and I'm coming from days where Lollipop Enterprise Ken Roy and Kevin Scott those guys used to drag race on Camp Road I learned a lot from them and I mean I used to hang around a lot of Nissan guys too so at one point I thought <laughs> Nissan <laughs> like if it's not a SR20 it's nothing <laughs> so I came from that old school drag racing in Manor Park um, drag racing in Ligani um, on Friday nights in the gas stations <laughs> yeah 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 um that is where it's coming from i have a friend um andre williams most people know him as briscoe learned a lot from him he's one of the best rear wheel drivers that i've i've come across um at the time he used to have a, a a86 and um every weekend friday saturday night we're on the road hunting other cars drifting and yeah i learned a lot from there too um so it's Coming from way back, even so, so when did the transition <coughs> from self taught, self built to mm. motorsports? Because it, it's, it's an entrepreneurial term, right? You, you, you started this business, right? Right. I want to know when did that light bulb hit, right? When did that idea become reality? Did you, when you sat back there and said, all right, with motorsports, I think this could be my legacy. When did that hit you? Um, it was a smooth transition where I probably can't even tell you exactly when. Um, <clears throat> I think it's, it, it, it probably 
that transition happened when I started off-roading. And um, I was introduced by a friend who is like family, Wayne Reynolds, introduced to off-roading. He used to do surge trips. He planned the first off-road trip to Surge Island Falls. Which a lot of people know it's Reggae Falls now. And yeah, so I had gotten a Suzuki Samurai and I started... Um, you know, doing off-road settings to it, raise it, off-road tires, Maxxis mudders and stuff like that. Big up to Maxxis, my sponsor too. Yeah, I have not run another tire. So, so when I started with the Samurai now and um, started doing modifications to that, people started contacting me and I wanted to set up their Samurais and stuff. And it slowly changed from there. And then, I mean, I started doing for other people and then it became not just Samurais, but it became... Um, like Toyota pickups and it became Pajeros and Jeeps and so it it was a slow transition that I cannot even really like just pinpoint it just you know just right it just blossomed into what it is now okay well you have a very time consuming hobby a lot of people would say mm-hmm. how do you manage being a business owner family man and still manage to be a great mechanic all at the same time bring the family to the garage <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Like I said, I, got a lot, I get a lot of support from the family and they understand the passion and they're also passionate. Um, I have my son is what, two months now and a little, he was at the garage about two nights ago. <laughs> yes. Um, so <clears throat> what I do is I try and make the time. For example, I work late, but I'm not a morning person. So everybody knows that I don't get here before 10, 11, 12, 1. <laughs> but I also work until 10, 11, 12, 1. So I'll find the time probably in the morning. Um, I am not... Right. My family stays up late. Too. I do not um, go to bed even when I go home at 12, 1. Two-month-old son hard sleeps. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, I find the time. And then I've dedicated Sundays now to family. Um, so I try and, and keep the Sundays free. Unless, of course, there's racing and the family have come racing. <laughs> but, yeah, man, I try and involve the family. And I, ch- I still try and make the time. It's, it's, um, it's difficult because sometimes I'm a perfectionist. And OCD will not allow me sometimes to leave something unfinished. Or if I'm not satisfied with where it's at, it's hard for me to leave. So I find myself overdoing it sometimes. But I really try and make the effort to, to make the time. So, are you, I, you know, I realized, you know, I read a couple of articles mm-hmm. on it, you know, hope that's, that doesn't sound weird. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, you're trying to incorporate motorsports more to the Jamaican audience, you know, kinda right. trying to shift it into the Jamaican culture. You know, you have, you've, you've hosted a couple of events, mm-hmm. right? Can you just give us a breakdown of some of those events that, you know, you're trying to start up or you're trying to integrate into Jamaican culture to really make motorsports prominent here? Um, <coughs> the that is one of the challenges that I've had. Um, Jamaicans on a whole, I don't think we're... Motorsports is a part of our culture. And we're not... Um, for the powers that be, they don't think it's necessary. They don't really entertain it much. So it's... It's like a select few. Yes, yes. And even a lot of people that we think are passionate about motorsports really aren't. It, it, it's more... It, it's It's... I think a lot of it is a hype um, and not real passion. For example, I've seen over the years, say you have a car meet, you'll have 
say 50 people turn up at a car meet and another 50 saying boy i go in here instead or i'm not going there i go in there and you have different bodies putting on different events and you can't get the support in the states for example if you have a bike link up hundreds of bikes you have a car link up hundreds of cars you don't see that here you have i've seen here a friend of mine putting on say a dirt bike race and his friends are saying, Oh, I'm going to hills. I'm not going to dirt bike race. So it's, it's, we're not really passionate as a people. Um, and then so the challenge is. What can we do to really change that though? Is it, is it something that. I don't think it's, it's going to be changed though. I mean, you even get, I've seen, and I'm going to be real. I get fight and I get challenges from even people in the motorsports industry. For example, you have JMMC, which is a governing body for motorsports here in Jamaica. And my perfect analogy is for example a policeman that is more inclined to give you a ticket than to give you a warning so the the the, the jmmc polices motorsports in in a sense where they're happier to prosecute you than to actually guide and build motorsports so a lot of people involved you're trying to build it and and you're not getting the support from the people who you who you think would be support exactly so i've kind of gotten to the stage to be honest with you where i am now doing it more for the enjoyment and and for my personal passion than trying to build it because there was a time when i did literally every event if it's a dirt event you cannot go to a motorsports event and i'm not there participating and then i realized you know it's not worth it when you still see the same people that you're trying to build it with giving you like a fight and cold shoulder and discouraging you i got to dover and i run every single race at dover i am the only car that every time there's a race on the track my car is out there thunder sports street car every class and i see instances where i step out of one car for example i step out of my street car and and finish a race right into the pit jump out of one car jump in the next drive up to the pit lane I'm told pit lane is closed. I'm like, but how can it be closed? I just came out of a race. I literally did not waste a second. Right. Well, I'm sorry, it's closed. <laughs> but your gridding car is right there. I say, all right, so just put me at the back of the grid. No, you have to start from the pit lane. Rules is rules. I'm like, what kind of rule is this if I just finish a race and I come right to, to start next race and you're telling me I'm too late? Right, right. And so you look at things like those in your car. Hold on. Uh, then you have a Thunder Sport race, which is the Radicals, and you only have three cars out there. Mm-hmm. They come looking for me you're not coming out you're not running because now they want to make up numbers right. things like that trust me discourages me and i've reached a point now where dover is not even such a big thing for me anymore i feel like i'm going to focus on drag racing and win some money now <laughs> <laughs> because dover is really just a trophy yeah you you're not getting any money so you're spending all this money and all you're looking forward is a trophy and then if i'm putting out that kind of effort and, and not seeing where i get in back support or you know i'm not saying break rules but you can you can give a leeway where okay i i you'll give you'll come and look for me when you have not enough cars on the grid but then when i am not even running late but literally your timing system is messed up you're going to give me a fight with that so I decided probably this year I'm going to focus more on drag racing, um, try to win some money, tired of just, you know, spending, spending. And I really can't do that without my sponsors. I have to really um, I always big up my sponsors, trust me, because you can't. Literally, racing in Jamaica is very expensive and you don't get nothing from it. So, without sponsorship. So, how, so how, how would that affect, you know, some of the youth listening to this right now? Because 
some of them probably listening to this right now are even mm -hmm. more discouraged than they were before. You understand about... Which then they need to know the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's very important for them to know the truth. Mm -hmm. Their passion burns brighter than, you know, the grease. You know, they want the money and whatever. You understand? Then they right. will pursue it. But, you know... But most persons in Jamaica, you, there's nothing to gain from it. It's it's a passion. Um, you're not going. You're not going to become. What do you call it? No, you're not going to build a successful career, right, in Jamaica, uh, unless you go overseas. Jamaica is really just a passion, just for the fun of it. Um, but I wouldn't discourage anybody trying to to get into motorsports. What I tell them is. You have to understand what it is before you get into get into it. So you have to be able to support it or have sponsorship. You have to get sponsorship to support it. Um, and what I do, for example, I don't party, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't go those kind of houses. Alright, <laughs> 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 so I, I, I that is my vice really, and that is my hobby. So I can afford sometimes to do motorsports um, because I don't have other other hobbies. Uh, uh, right so that is the only way you're going to do it i mean everybody have a vice everybody like i said party drink sometimes all right for me if there's a party going on i right hear okay all-inclusive party five thousand dollars there's no way you're going to get me go there i am not spending five thousand dollars to go to a party right but then i spend fifteen thousand dollars for entry fee for to just go race right so everybody have you know their advice but if you're getting into motorsports you have to have the love for it um don't expect that people going to hand nothing down to you, that people going to treat you in a special way. You have to just be able to su sustain what you're doing, support what you're doing, and just do it for the love of it and the passion of it. Because, I mean, yeah, if it's, if it's really your passion, then, you know, you will, you will still be doing it even when you get in a fight. Right. Right. So looking back at your journey, where you coming from to where you are now, mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure you had experiences so good. So, which experience would you say played the most critical role in who Nigel is today as an individual? Um, <clears throat> hmm. That's a difficult question. <laughs> um, I think I can probably just elaborate on good um, and I guess bad experiences. I mean, some of the good experiences. I mean, it's, there's been a lot of experiences. Um, it's, and one of the things that people will look and they'll see the racing and they see the flashy Jeeps and they see the flashy cars and they think, oh, it's just a better rose and easy and, oh, you're probably in drugs or you have money or... I mean, people who really know me know how hard I've worked. Um, you guys come and you see me. <laughs> I have not rested for a second. Um, it takes a lot. And it is something that has been built over the years. Um, and again, I I think it's the OCD and the, the because I'm a perfectionist. I I have to ha have to, whatever I'm doing has to be done properly. Um, I've had a lot of lot of challenges. I mean, when we just started racing, myself and Leroy Spence, my brother, we used to race a CRX, and <clears throat> we that car was like trash when we got it. Like. I mean, we'd be driving that car to the racetrack, and I'm fighting with the car on the road, on a nice smooth road. And then we go to the racetrack, and you fight it, and we still end up to win. Uh, well, a first place, a second place, a third place, we're always getting a podium finish. But the work that it took to get us there, and the fight that we have to go through, um, sometimes the sleepless nights, um, most cases, the car is prepared on the night before the race. 
or finish rather on the night before the race or the morning before so it's literally a lot of blood sweat and tears i mean literal literally um so so the bad experiences i mean i remember one of the times we ran a rally and a rally is usually a team you have like a, a you have mechanics you have a whole team of people we ran this rally with three people which is the driver the co-driver and myself so i had to be running behind the car every time the car stop is me alone doing everything on the car and make sure the car ready to go again that has never been done i've never seen anybody run a rally with three people right but we did that and we finished one of the rally in bogwalk well we didn't finish it to finish the rally after you've done the stages at the time it finished in new kingston so you had to drive to new kingston and literally just cruise through um, and you would have finished the rally. After we did all the stages and cruising into Kingston now, the car broke the gearbox. Like literally just cruising at probably 30 miles an hour just to come through the stage yeah. and, and finish. Yeah. So we didn't finish the rally. And one of the most important things about the rally is literally finishing. Even if you don't get a podium finish, finishing yeah, is the key. Yeah. Right. So that was one of those heart-wrenching times. Um, but all of those bad experiences only make you tougher. And <clears throat> so when I have um, difficulties now or, or disappointments now, I'm not easily faced um, because I've been through a lot. The good experiences is, um, are like when I go to a prize giving after I do have a meet and I'm the only person walking out with eight, eight <laughs> trophies, <laughs> then, <laughs> then those good experiences kind of encourage you, you know. Um, but it's a lot of good and, and, and bad mixed together um, that really form the character. So it's, it's, and I'm, I'm happy for the bad experiences, really. I, I wouldn't have wanted everything handed down to me because that, that's when you don't appreciate certain right, things. Right. And the exactly. And even though I might spoil my kid now, and yeah. <laughs> it might get some things easy, much easier than I had to. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's really, it's really an experience. And, and I, I mean, I give thanks to the most high for giving me the strength. And nowadays, really, nothing phases me. It's, I, I welcome the good, I welcome the bad. I look at the, the, the bad as preparing me and making me stronger. And I enjoy the bad. Enjoy the good, rather. Touching back to your two questions, Mark. You know, mm -hmm. as you said, you know, young people looking in right now. As you said, you were never handed a gold spoon. You know, a lot of people no. right now, a lot of youth especially, are looking for that gold spoon to kind of enter the motorsports mm -hmm. arena, you know, to kind of get that leeway in. You know, how, you know, you live a fast life, you understand, your cars mm -hmm. are very, very quick, you understand, um, very powerful cars, you know, but how important is patience in the motorsports world? Is it, is it, is it, is it very important or do you put back right? No, it is, um, it is, a, it's either going to make you or break you. Um, motorsports? <laughs> For example, um, whether you are a budget racer, meaning you're struggling to use some little cheap parts and put your thing together and go race, right. or you have all the money, right. it makes no difference. Um, for example, uh, you, we've seen Doug Gore struggling for the last um, couple of race meets at Dover to get his car running properly and him have issues and in, you know, not finishing a race, all of that kind of thing. That happens at the top and that happens at the, the lowest scale. Right. So patience, very important. Um, race cars you'll have a car perfectly prepared and ready and as soon as you drive out on the track something breaks something is not starting <laughs> shut up so all of these things it's i mean they're not as reliable as a street car because a lot of modification a lot of things are put on the edge 
So you're going to either learn patience or you're going to leave it. So again, you really have to be passionate about it. Um, it entering motorsports now is fairly easy. Um, again, my brother Leroy Spence does um, training like for Dover. So you can have your regular street car. It doesn't even need to be a fast street car because the most important thing is learning lines and certain disciplines. It's not just about going fast. So he does courses um, where he'll train you. Um, right. You can turn up even if you don't have a car. Right. Sometimes they you can use his car oh, really? or a friend's car. And you can go over and you, I mean, you start a training course there. And that, right. that gets you into racing because then you have the, the street car. Um, you have the street car race, which is the entry point, really, for racing at Dover. So once you start there, it's, it's easy to start. And then you can slowly build, you know, um, seek sponsorship. And st if you want to slowly build your car personally. Then that's an option. Right. So, um, and drag racing is even easier. Well, you need a fast car for drag racing. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, it's, it's easier in terms of um, you don't need a competition license. You don't need training. You literally just turn up and race. race. Yeah. Right. So, in, ra in wrapping up, Nigel, mm -hmm. um, this, is, this has been the first motorsports oriented podcast that we've had so far you understand a lot of information given out you know right by you you know the first real car enthusiast podcast that we have done so far but you know a lot of people are out there loving you know cars and you said they might have you know might not have the passion mm -hmm. but you know they have little infatuations about motorsports you know listening right. to this and kind of drifting probably more towards it but what can you say to those individuals, you know, wanting to really take it serious, you know, just a word of advice, just mm -hmm. as motivation to say, all right, you know, reality, but you can do it. All right. Um, and like I've said again, um, it's <clears throat> it takes real passion. It takes patience, as we just discussed. Um, it's it takes money, but then there are ways around it in terms of. You know, if you can get sponsorship, I remember I ran a rally, and the entry fee for a rally is what thirty-five thousand. Um, <laughs> and you have fuel, and you have parts. preparing the car parts, servicing all of that. And I ran that rally solely on sponsorship, and I realized, okay, it's by the way, it's very difficult to get sponsorship in Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to, to sponsor race cars, really. And I mean, I've seen people come and say, "Yeah, man, just do your proposals and." But I'm going to tell you straight. For, ex for example, myself, who is not of a certain complexion, not of a certain name, right. it's very right. difficult. Um, yeah. So I'm going to tell you straight. It's, this is, is 2019. I think it's 2019. Um, we sent out over 100 sponsorship letters, proposals. And we have not gotten one of those. Not 2020, because nothing happened in 2020. This, this was 2019. Right. And we're at the top of our game. And, and these, the, the, these proposals are, are properly done with media stuff on it and everything. I mean, I've, 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 I've seeked um, advice from you know, different people who right. know how these things are to be done. And over 100. And I've not gotten, I've barely gotten a few responses. And you still have to be running behind them. And not, nothing boring the fruit, really. So it's hard to get sponsorship. Um, so you just have to really keep trying. But what I would, so I, I would recommend and advise is if you're seeking sponsorship, and this is what I did when I ran that rally, instead of asking for 50 grand and 100 grand and 500 grand, ask for $1,000. Ask for $5,000. If you ask 10 people for 5000 
you know it adds up so you can ask it's hard it's it's kind of hard to go to a businessman and say sponsor me a thousand dollars to go race and a man say yo i don't have a thousand dollars you know so and that's what i did i've seen um other people doing that too and it works that way it just takes a lot more and it but it but it adds up and whether it's just to put a little sticker on the car to mention that name but you have to get sponsorship and um if you're somebody that works on your car yourself then you know make sure you seek the advice of somebody who's in 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 the business of of racing for example because there are certain things that you need to make your car legal for racing yeah man yeah man of course of course of course you can look for will motorsports on instagram um google for if you google will motorsports it will pop up um you facebook on facebook you there's will motorsports on facebook as well or ricardo wilmot um and there is there is perks my number is four eight zero seven nine zero eight um i don't have a problem giving people advice and of course you have leroy spence um popularly known as ice his number is eight three eight nine nine four seven he does the driver training and he can give pretty much any advice needed for anyone wanting to enter motorsports um but yeah, you have to start start somewhere, start small if you need to start small. Um, do the training course if you are into circuit, if, if circuit is where your passion is, then do the circuit, car, the circuit training with, with Leroy. Um, and just start there. And you have to be patient, you have to be persistent. Um, it's a lot of ups and downs. It's not a smooth journey at all. But if your passion is there, work on it and you will get there. So quick question before we wrap up. Mm -hmm. What does your shop specialize in? I know you guys do lift kits and all of that. You guys do like um, modifications for street cars. Yeah, man. We do, um, we do lifting. We do lowering. <laughs> we do roll cages. We do fabrication. Um, if you want to, for example, if it's a drag racing car, you want to, you want to lightning you want to lighten the car we'll do that if you want to put on drag wings if it's just a regular street car you want lower and stuff like that we do all of that um off-road setup everything motorsports really so modifications yes yes refreshments today supporting us and of course big up parma distributors ah. <laughs> we're getting our lovely shakes and smoothies yeah man so we want to thank you for taking the time out today. We know it's a very busy schedule. But in wrapping up, it was a pleasure. Definitely. Yeah, um, having, appreciate well, you're having me. <laughs> yeah, right. In wrapping up, yeah, man. all the young characters is listening right now. Give them some motivation. Keep pushing you know, their dreams, all their aspirations at their heart. What would you say to mm -hmm. the young characters? Just be persistent and be patient and work on your dream, you know. It will pay off. Hard work pays off. I mean, we, we're tired of hearing that, but it, I am testament of that. All right. So, for all listeners, locally, internationally, thank you again for tuning into this podcast. Mr. Wilmot, thank you for taking the time out, you know, for sitting down with us. You know, you're very busy here at your garage here in Wilmot Motorsports, but you took the time and you, you educated not just us, but our audience, you know. I appreciate that. We appreciate that at Hustle House JA. You can give the answer right. as well for your shop. It's 93 Constant Spring Road. And the shop does, um, there's, we do AC work. Um, they have Brandon Brown, Brown's AC. Um, they have Palmer. That 
Parma smoothies and shakes frostbites no you just come and check it out it's <laughs> 93 constant spring road there are tires batteries i mean you can get servicing done so yeah all right from the oslo ja team and real motorsports himself willie <laughs> <laughs> big up um, we're, we're, we're out all right until next time peace